0: I'd like to begin reading from the book of Psalms. There's a wonderful uh, text there, a little chapter. It's chapter 100, Psalms 100. And we find some blessings, some praises, and this time of year it's so wonderful to, to celebrate a time of thanksgiving But the word of God is full of thanksgiving, full of blessings. And when we praise the Lord and give thanksgiving, God opens up special blessings to us. It reads, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations." So I'm sure you've had some experiences uh, this, this past few days with, with family and being thankful for all of the, the many things that, that God has, has done, being thankful with your family. And so at the end of, of this, our little message today, I'm going to give you the, an opportunity to tell us what you're thankful about. So it'll be a little time of testimony where you can say what God has done for you or why you're praising the Lord or what you're thankful for. So just keep that in mind, and we'll give you an opportunity towards the end to share what you're thankful about at this Thanksgiving weekend. So just as a disclaimer, in case you're wondering why I have this club on my hand, it's, it's actually just a, uh, a a cast to to hold my wrist because I broke uh, some bones uh, in there. There are just minor little cracks in the bones, nothing displaced, nothing serious, no surgery, but I have to hold my thumb still so that I don't open up those cracks, and if you don't hold it still, it doesn't fuse together. It's a non-union, and then you get arthritis. Well, as a dentist, I really don't want to have arthritis in my right hand because I'm right-handed, and so, uh, consequently, we're going to just take a little bit of a break from uh, doing restorative and maybe do a few exams, but uh, just <laughs> bear with me. But uh, you're probably wondering what that's all about. <clears throat> so it happens sometimes when you bicycle and you come to a stop and you lean the wrong direction. If, if you have one foot out, you're supposed to lean out on that foot. But if you're talking to some other people and you're distracted and you just kind of do your normally to the right side, uh, you go out and you put your hand out. So the moral of the story is uh, don't catch all your weight in one hand. You might want to roll or do something different. I haven't quite figured that out yet. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. Besides training wheels, I know John Dorn. Training wheels, yeah. <clears throat> I've, I've heard it. I've got all the jokes. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, that's, that's the story there. So, uh, so sometimes bad things happen to good people. You're just innocently walking along, riding your bike, or doing something good, and some bad things happen. Well, that's kind of like what happened to King Jehoshaphat. He was a good king. He was uh, the king of Judah. He tried to lead his people to follow God. He set up schools and education for them to know the Lord the God. He took out the altars of Baal. And Judah had a real reformation in following God. And it was a wonderful time. He built up the cities. He built up the garrisons. He was prepared as best that he possibly could. But we find that King Jehoshaphat had a serious problem. If you'd like to turn along with me, go to the book of 2 Chronicles in the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles. And in chapter 20, we find what happened to good King Jehoshaphat. He had some cousins, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Remember them? They were the sons sons of uh, Lot's daughters. And uh, Ammon and Moab, well, they had their own tribes and then their own kingdoms. And they wanted this land that was given to Abraham and his descendants. And so we find in verse 1 it says, And it happened after this time that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon, and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in the Hazazon Tamar, which is in and Jehoshaphat feared. Would you be afraid if a huge army was coming to wipe you out, take your land, take your, uh, your life and everything you had? Jehoshaphat was king, but he feared. He was a human being, just like you and me. He experienced fear. And he set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. He was a good king, wasn't he? He fasted, and he told his people, we need to pray. We need supernatural help against this huge power. In verse 4, So Judah gathered together to ask help from where? From the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that there no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? <clears throat> he mentioned Abraham, God's friend. Abraham's nephew, Lot, was the father of the Ammonites and the Moabites. But he said, Abraham was your friend, God. He was faithful. He was faithful. In fact, Abraham helped save Lot and his, his family. Another story is about that. But Abraham was a good man. And here Jehoshaphat is saying, Remember that Abraham was your friend. Remember that we are your people and you are our God. And so here he is praying to the Lord. And in verse 12 we read, O our God, will you not indulge them, not judge them, excuse me, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Have you ever had a problem where you just didn't know what to do? A huge problem. What do I do? How do I handle this big problem? Here Jehoshaphat was saying, I'm going to put my eyes on you. You have the solution to the problem. You know what we're against. You know all about this great multitude. He knows all about your life. He knows all of the experiences you're going through, all the trials the illnesses, the challenges that you're having, he knows them intimately. He knows everything about you. He knows your situation. Verse 13, And now all Judah and with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Lord God came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. He was a prophet. in verse 15 he said, Listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude, for the battle is, what? Not yours, but God's. The prophet told him that this is not your battle, this is God's battle. And even though we try to do our best to prepare for things in life, we work hard, we try to provide for our families, we try to do everything right, but still, things can happen. Things that we have no power over. An illness, a financial setback, or something happens. We lose our job, or there's a hurricane, or there's something that happens. We have no power over all these things, But there is a God in heaven who knows who has that power. And the battle is God's battle. It's not right for us to try to fight God's battle, is it? How can we fight God's battle? We can't. And some of these big things, these big problems, only God can fight that battle. You cannot fight God's battle. You don't have the strength. You don't have the power. You don't have the foreknowledge. He knows everything in the future. How can you possibly fight for something you're not even sure how it's going to turn out? But God does. He knows. Let him fight those battles. Our job is what Jehoshaphat did, is to pray, to fast, to bring these things to him, and to ask for his help. I find there are about six principles to follow. We have a challenge. And the first one we find right here. Don't worry, it's not our battle. Don't get anxious about a problem you have no control over. It's God's battle. He's allowing it to happen. We can definitely pray, Lord, teach me what I'm to learn about this battle. What are you trying to help me learn through this? Because didn't this battle come... In his permission, in other words, didn't God allow the Ammonites and the Moabites to come and surround and and come to him? So he knows all about it. He's allowing it. Now, what is he trying to teach us in this experience that we're going through? What do I need to learn? Am I supposed to learn to trust him? Am I supposed to believe in the word of God and claim his promises? Am I supposed to fast? Am I supposed to pray more? What am I supposed to learn? Am I supposed to surrender my will to you, to let your will be done? These are things we struggle with. These are things that is our part, but the battle is still the Lord's. There are are some other principles that we can follow, and that is is found in the New Testament in the book of Philippians. It's one of my favorite chapters, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Here are some rules to follow when you have a challenge. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So step number two The principle is to take everything to God and prayer. Supplication means asking for God for help. So come to God with your problems. Come to Him with these battles. And number three, start thanking God before you get the answer. Sometimes it's easy at Thanksgiving to be thankful for all the things that have happened in the past. But with this principle, we're thanking God in advance before we see the result. And so he is teaching us to pray and to have thanksgiving as if we have already received the result that we want. And so, number four, it says, make your requests made known to God. So, we are to speak out these requests. Go to your prayer partner, go to the prayer meeting, and pray together and let these requests be made known. There is a power in the unity of prayer. And so pray together and you'll find more strength, more encouragement when you pray with one another. Also, we find in verse 13, Philippians four thirteen, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever problem that you're facing, whatever issue that is coming up, remember you can do all things through Christ. Not our battle, it is Christ's battle. But through Christ, we can do all things. And that is number five. Now, number six is found just a few verses down in verse 19. It says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, whatever needs you have, God will supply it. Now, you may find that God God may answer your prayer by saying, this is not something that you need right now. It is something that that maybe you want, but you actually need to wait or you need to have something different. But I know what's best. God is saying, I know what is best for you. Trust me, but I will supply all your needs. So this is a promise that we can claim. And if we could look back in time, how God has supplied our needs, we can realize that he was guiding us and he did answer our prayers just the way that uh, was best. So number one, don't worry. It's not our battle. Number two, take everything to God in prayer and supplication. Number three, start thanking God before you get the answer. Number four, make a request made known before God. Number five, believe you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then number six, claim the promise that God will supply all your need in Jesus. And by having that attitude of thanksgiving, of praise, of worship, of uh, belief and trust in Him, then you will have an amazing time in your journey through life. You can see how God can work things out. And He will give you a peace that passeth what? all understanding because you are trusting in him. So let's go back to our story in Second Chronicles and see what happened when good King Jehoshaphat took these principles to action. All right. So we're in chapter 20. And so in verse 20 uh, of chapter 20, well, let's, go back, uh, let's go back to... Let's go back to 17. So this is the, the prophet talking to Jehoshaphat. He said, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed, tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judea and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. They worshipped the Lord. And then the uh, the Levites and their children, the Kothanites, and the children of the Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with voices loud and high, and so they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem! Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe His prophets, and you shall prosper." And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the Lord, the Lord's army. And were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Notice that the Lord did not defeat their enemies until when? They began to sing and praise his name. Who was getting the praise for the battle? The Lord was. And they were praising him before the battle even began. What an important principle that it is to praise the Lord! And when they praised the Lord, the Lord worked mightily in their behalf. So there was a uh, the Lord worked a miracle for them, and they were all defeated. For in verse twenty three it says, "For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them." And when they had made an end. Of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped destroy one another. So, not only did they, they kill their enemies, they killed each other until there was not a person left. And so, when Judah came to uh, the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and there were just dead bodies fallen to the earth and no one had escaped. And, and then Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, all the jewelry. It took them three days to take all the jewels, the gold, everything that they had. And so not only did the Lord take care of their enemies, but he blessed them abundantly to prosper. Now, what did they learn from this? What can we learn from this? First of all, what I see is that this huge problem was actually a blessing, wasn't it? It was a huge blessing. They received three days of spoil, and no one lost their life. No one had to fight. It was God's battle. Also notice that they learned to trust God. They didn't have to worry so much about other battles in the future because they knew God was with them. And the King Jehoshaphat was a great leader in showing them how to pray and to give a thanksgiving before they saw the results with their own eyes. <clears throat> I think it'd be good for us to keep a thanksgiving list before us each and every day. To be thankful, to start the day saying, Lord, I'm so thankful for another day. I'm thankful we live in this beautiful area. I'm so thankful for my family. I'm thankful I have a job. I'm th- I'm so thankful for all the little things that I can do. I can get up, I can, even though. In my case, I can't use my right hand, but I can still use my left hand. And it's amazing what I can do with my left hand that i never tried before. Sometimes you have to do things. (laughs) And so it's amazing. You can find blessings, even in little things. And so as I came to church uh, today, I was just thankful to see The progress in the groundskeeping. We're seeing dead trees taken out. We're seeing things cleaned up. We're seeing pathways being made. We're making progress. It's not done yet, but I thank God we're making progress. I'm thankful to see the schools that drove by. We have great teachers, and we have children coming to our school learning about Jesus. I'm so thankful that we have a school. Also, I'm so thankful that we come in. We have a nice church building. We have... Uh, greeters that greet us in the front, that love the Lord. I'm so thankful for all that they do. Uh, We have our bulletins here that Sevi has made for us. I'm so grateful for those who have worked to make all these things possible. Uh, There are other things that uh, I'm thankful for. We have Sabbath school teachers today. We have audiovisual. We have microphones. I'm so thankful for Pastor and Leah and all that they've done for our church since they've been here. We're so grateful for their work. And keep them in our prayers. Zach went to, uh, to give the memorial service for his grandmother. And so uh, just keep them in your prayers. God is, God is good. God is with them. Uh, I'm thankful for the, the musicians that helped us sing today. And so we can just think of many things. And when we're done today, we can go have lunch together, and Gladys and our kitchen crew is making food for us. So it's just a lot of things we can think of of being thankful. And so at this time, I'd like to maybe have uh, some deacons come up. I have two microphones here in the front pew. And uh, if you'd like to maybe share what you're thankful for, what God is doing in your life. Uh, It's good to see uh, some visitors here, some members that have come back. Uh, tell us what you're thankful for what what does uh, this this time mean to you? Don't all speak at once. Don't be shy okay Mark over here.
1: Well, I am uh, thankful for my family this uh, time of year. I'm thankful that my family is going to be expanding in this coming year. Amen. I have a wonderful young man who who loves my daughter dearly and has asked her to marry him. And we're just really excited about their upcoming wedding uh, in this coming year. And so I'm grateful for a new son-in-law, and I'm grateful for the way that God protected my son in this past year. Uh, He some of you don't know, he was a student missionary in Ponape, island out in the middle of the Pacific, had a large amount of medical care there. He was helping out with a work bee at the school and they were coming back from the dump about dark and uh, the side of the truck gave way, he fell off onto the road on his head and his shoulder and big gash on the back of his head, the front of his head and his uh, hmm. buddy Didn't get knocked out. He didn't break his neck. He had the presence of mind to jump up and get out of the road. And uh, he's okay. And so I praise God.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. That is a great testimony. It's great to see uh, family grow and to gain a a son, a son-in-law. It was a pretty awesome experience. Yes, Ellen.
2: Well, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but that's not what this one's about. Because it's on Facebook, I feel like it's okay for me to tell this. Some of you may not know that a couple of weeks ago, well, first off, the Parrish family moved up in the boonies, I guess this summer, and Bruce was in the hospital in Redding. They They were going to replace his knee joint They'd taken the plates off, and I don't know what else they had done. But long story short, he developed this terrible infection that you can get in hospitals, and a week ago, they removed his leg. Mm. Um, and it's fairly high up, but it looks like from the comments that he has made is that they're going to try and, and give him a, a artificial leg. So he is asking for prayers. Mm and uh, hope that he heals well and that they took the leg high enough to keep it away from the infection. So,
0: Wow. Well, we'll have to uh, be thankful he didn't lose his life. Um, I, I know someone that had a bad infection like, like that when septic, and she lost a, a hand, two legs... And then just a couple weeks ago, she was trying to walk with those prosthetic legs. She fell and broke her hip, broke her other leg. And so, you know, when I look at my cast, I think, you know, this is an inconvenience. But when I think about Bruce and other people I know, um, we have a lot to be thankful for. But let's keep Bruce in our our, our memories. He's been a member of our church, moved away, and he's been fighting... uh, a fracture in his leg with infections and many surgeries for how many years now? It's been over 10, I think. He's had over 30 surgeries, He's had over, 30 surgeries over something like 10 years around there. I'm just kind of around there. So it's just been a really a hard battle to try to keep his leg, and now he just lost it. so let's keep them in our prayers. Yes, the hand over here. Oh, uh, let's have Kathy first and then. Uh,
3: I just want, I'm just so very, very, very thankful for my church family. Um, This year has not been the easiest for our family, and some of you know the reasons why. And um, just uh, just know that God sustains us through the prayers of our Mm -hmm. church family. Can you say amen?
0: Amen. (laughs)
3: And I just know, I mean, I was just reminded this morning that someone told me how much they are praying for our family and our transitions, and I am just so thankful that every time I start to feel good and I start and I have energy and I'm able to do things, it's because of your prayers, and I just want to thank you this morning. Thank you so much for your wonderful prayers and I just want to thank God um, for the blessing of being in this church family.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen.
4: I just want to thank uh, the Lord for all, his, all he's done for all my whole life, starting when I was seven, and I became a, into an Adventist home, but then I have all my wonderful family and, and um, all of my church family but the one I want to tell you about last evening I got a surprise phone call from Karen Spooner some of you folks might know that she's in um, Pennsylvania she's in a home uh, some kind of a facility but she, she's been receiving the bulletin because she requested our church bulletin she says I'm still your member and I want to be remembered I love all of you and uh, she would like to have the church director if we can get it but the thing now, we've tried before, but we, she has no way to go anywhere. Uh, we're going to try to contact the pastor. I think we did once before, but no one has come to take her to church, and she's not able to make that connection for them to come. So we thought we'd try on the phone, but she wants all of you to know that she still thinks about us, and we are her people.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amen. Do you remember Karen? And uh, yes, George?
5: say um, well i 'm thankful for being thankful i 'm thankful for my family uh, my growing family over here um, you know we 've moved out out of town and sometimes we um, we don 't there's sometimes we, we experience those moments in our lives where it it gets a little bit rough and uh, entangled sometimes and it's just sometimes it feels like overwhelmed overwhelming but um with that faith in, in, in and the lord he always gives us that strength to move move forward so i'm also thankful mm-hmm. for moving forward and i'm thankful for this church family which has been a very blessing for our, for our, my immediate family here. my parents and even my my brother silver all the way up in um and andrews over there but thank you so much i praise the lord always thanks mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Good to see you again. Good to see your family growing. Uh, so wonderful to uh, keep in touch. Thanks for coming to our church today. Any more hands?
6: Okay. Uh, you know, thanks to God for my family. Uh, my wife, my children, and I'm visiting here with uh, my wonderful daughter, Sheila, and I couldn't ask for a better son-in-law. Mm. And uh, I'm so thankful that I got to meet his mom on our trip here, and uh, I I just thank God every day for for all the blessings that he has given us and given my family. I'm so glad to be here at your church, and uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Sunday school class. I learned a lot, and uh, so I want to thank you all for being here.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming. It's such a blessing to have uh, you come visit us, and, and uh, yeah, Sheila is just very special. <laughs> To all of us, what a wonderful family. Yes, Roy, way in the back.
7: I love love Jesus with all my heart.
0: Amen. What a praise it is to love Jesus. This is Carrie's mom. Go ahead.
4: I'm just so thankful I can be here. I have been coming to this church even before you had the whole church. And it's just uh, a wonderful place to come Mm. and be with Jesus. And I'm very thankful I get to be here once again.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Yes, Alice. Hi.
7: I'm just thankful today for the gift of life, and I'm thankful for my church family and I've had so many surgeries since I've been at this church and the church members have kept me encouraged. They've prayed for me. They've fed me. Um, My last surgery was very frightening. It was brain surgery and I didn't know if I would be the same person after the surgery that I was before and if I'm different. It's a better difference. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
7: it, it, it makes me want to love everybody mm. and be as good to them as they have been to me. And it makes me so grateful to God that I'm still here, you know, among the living and wondering what I can do for him. Mm. I am... I'm just thankful to be me. I'm thankful for each of you. And I'm glad to be alive.
0: Amen. We're so glad you're here. It's a blessing to minister to others in need. And I know uh, uh, Joy and her sister uh, uh, have helped out a lot. Uh, So thank you so much for for all they've done to help Alice.
8: Okay. I am so thankful for my church family. You guys don't know what it is to come every Sabbath and know that you're loved here. Amen. And the Hoffmans have always loved me unconditionally and showed me that. And they are so very, very special in my and Georgia's lives. And Tammy Smith mm-hmm. has been such a friend to me. And I just, you guys just don't understand how much I love each and every one of you. And I am so very thankful That when I come, that most of the time you sit in the same place, so I know that you're here. (laughs) And if you're not, then I miss you, but I know who to look for and where they sit. And uh, I'm just thankful that we all have Jesus in our lives and that we could look to him for guidance and direction. And he is always, always there for us. And I want to say that I am so thankful for the cradle roll babies, especially Evan. He is just a star in that room mm-hmm. and he brings so much joy to everyone and I love all the babies but some of them are just Matt little Matt he couldn't be any sweeter he was just yeah. smiling like crazy this morning and uh, I just love you guys I mean I really really love you guys
0: Well we love you too thank you so much for sharing that <clears throat> Carrie in the front here, and then join in the back.
9: Son? Hello? Yeah, Son. Um, it is truly a blessing to have our church family. There's nothing like having prayers and encouragement continually for each other. And most of all, I thank the Lord that we have Jesus the precious gift of salvation, coming and dying for our sins, my sins. And I have many blessings, but I thank the Lord for the blessings to have my mom here for the holidays. I don't get to see her very often, so it's truly a blessing to have her at home. And, of course, my precious grandbabies. I can't even praise the Lord enough for those little gifts that... Um, it's hard to describe having a grandchild <laughs> I'm sure all of you know who have them but <laughs> they truly teach you even more about Jesus Amen. and how important he is so thank you you're all beautiful people it's fun to hear the blessings thank you Alice for that beautiful testimony
0: and then on back we have
4: That you have. When I first came here, it was not like this, but it's beautiful.
0: Thank you.
10: There's um, (laughs) there's so much to praise the Lord about, and um, it's so wonderful, as others have said, to have a church family. To know that we have that support system not just from friends, you know, in general, but friends that love the Lord. And what a difference that makes, you know, that um, people who have special prayer needs or physical needs, there's usually always somebody there to reach out and help. And um, we're all here for one reason, and that is to worship the Lord. He's just so wonderful with the blessings he pours out upon his people. And even though we go through trials and hard times, um, he means it for our good. And so that's why, you know, when Paul says um, to be thankful in all things, we can be because we know that he can turn bad situations into good situations. And um, like others, I'm so thankful for my kids, my precious granddaughter who just has kept us in stitches laughing the whole time because she's hilarious, and um, you know, I'm thankful that my brother and my mom and sister got to come down for Thanksgiving and spend some time with them, but um, I think it's really important to to focus on all the blessings in our lives, not just at Thanksgiving time, but it's interesting. I was reading a study that they actually did where they divided into three groups, and they asked them to journal every day. Um, One group was to focus on the positive, like just little things. Oh, I found a parking spot the cashier was pleasant and kind to me as I went through line, or, you know, those kind of things. And the other group was told to write down all their problems. Um, Oh, boy, you know, somebody gave me a, a bad glance today, or someone didn't say hello to me, or, you know, they were to write that down in their journal And the other group was just neutral, just write down anything, you know, write down what happened in your day. And so at the end of the period, they found that those who were grateful and were focusing on the positive, um, they actually had better health, and um, their immune system was stronger, and so So many other benefits that I can't remember right now. But, um, you know, so it just points to us how important it is to be grateful. And um, I'm just always thankful for this time of the year where we can focus on that.
0: Amen. Being grateful and being happy is good medicine, isn't it?
11: I don't see any more hands going up, so I I want to tell a specific story. Sit down, John. (laughs) I've been waiting about a month or so. I was going to tell a story at prayer meeting, but since we're having this uh, testimony thing here, I think it would probably be appropriate. Linda and I were going up to visit our grandsons and Brandy about a month ago. And Cole has this big turtle... At things about probably about 40 pounds, and he wanted to modify the enclosure to keep the turtle in. So at my sister's house, there was about 50 um, they're their light blocks, they're concrete blocks there's eight by eight by 16. So anyway, we wanted to take those blocks up there so he could work on this enclosure, so I put half of them in the pickup, and I put half of them on this little two-wheel trailer that I've got, and so we take off, and we're sailing up I-5. We got up there about 100 miles, and we went across one of those real smooth transitions between the bridges and the, and the asphalt, mm-hmm. and I looked in the right mirror, and smoke was just pouring off of the tire on the trailer. Oh, boy. So we got off the road as quick as we could and I walked around there to look at the situation and had a broken spring and the tire had dropped down on the fender. Mm. Well, I had I had put some blocks to or some wooden blocks. I screwed them down to the trailer to keep these other things in place and I had a couple of drills with me and I had a saw and some stuff I thought I might need when I got to Redding. So, I'm looking at this thing and I thought Okay, if I jack the trailer up and I have to take some of those blocks off of the trailer and put them between the frame and the axle, I can get some clearance on the tire. I had some bungee cords and some stuff, so I fixed the thing up good enough so that we could get up to the next place where we could get off. Mm-hmm. And the trailer was working fine, it just didn't want to tow it all the way to Reading. So we pulled off there, and I don't know exactly how to pronounce this road, is Pinocho or something like that up there on I 5. So we pulled off there, and there's an abandoned restaurant there that hasn't been anybody in there for a long time. And So the parking lot was there, and it was all grown up with weeds and stuff. And So I told Linda, I said, we're just going to drop this trailer off here, we'll put what blocks we can in the pickup, and we'll go on. When we come back, we'll pick it up if it's still here. (laughs) So anyway, the trailer, you couldn't really tell by looking at it that it was broken. So we took half the blocks off left half of them there, left a strap on it. And so we took off to Reading. And so we just prayed. We said, God, you know, keep this thing here for us if, you, if that's what you want to do. So we were gone for four days. This thing's sitting here in this parking lot with no security, no protection or anything. So we came back. We got there on Sunday afternoon. Here's the trailer sitting right in the corner of the parking lot exactly where we left it. All the blocks are on it. All the strap that I had to tie it all down. Everything was there exactly like we left it. If I would have taken a picture before we left and the one we got back, it would have been exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I made a couple more modifications to make it a little bit more secure. We hooked on it and and towed the thing home. (laughs) And I thought, you know, what a blessing Mm -hmm. that we left that thing there with no protection or whatever. And when we come back four days later, it's still sitting there just like it was. Mm-hmm. Amen. So sometimes it's kind of fun to tell a specific story about how yeah. God has blessed. Right. And, you know, if it hadn't been there, we wouldn't have had that great a loss. It wouldn't have been that big a deal. But it was there. God took care of it for us. And, and we were blessed. And, and I think the best thing about it is being able to tell the story I think that's more important than actually the things still being there. Amen.
0: Great story. It reminds me when uh, our family went on vacation a couple months ago. We went to the airport at San Luis Obispo. And uh, if you've ever been there <clears throat> the past couple of months, there's, parking's been a real problem because we're doing a new parking lot and new facilities being built. And so at 5.30 in the morning, we're supposed to get there and get on uh, Get to the plane, so I dropped off uh, Joy and Corey, and then I went to find a parking place. so I went down the long-term parking lot; it was full, no spaces available. Went to another, another parking lot; it was full, no spaces available. Drove around the area there, and there's towways zone here. Don't park here. Don't park in the street here. Don't do this. Was, I couldn't find a place to park, and the plane is going to leave here. You know, you know, half an hour or so. and I need to check in, get everything going. So I thought, okay, i got to park this car somewhere. And so I I didn't see anything around there. So I went across the highway and went down the street, and there was like a a commercial complex uh, with a lot of empty parking places. (laughs) And so so I I saw some cars parked along the side where they had like designated parking. And so I didn't see any really mean signs around there, and so I just kind of parked uh, my wife's car. <laughs> I wouldn't park my car there. <laughs> I parked my wife's car <coughs> in this spot and I just grabbed my luggage, ran up to the terminal, got checked in, and got in there, and of course my wife's asking, where'd you park the car? I says, well, you'll, <coughs> you'll never know. And uh, <laughs> If we get back, it's not towed away. I'll, I'll tell you, but it's just—it's like the whole vacation is like—is the car going to be there? Is it going to be gone? Is it going to be damaged? Will it be towed away? And do we have to get a, a Uber or taxi to go to the the, the place to pick up cars that are towed away? I've never done that before, and so uh, we get back <clears throat> from vacation. I walk down there. The car is just like I left it—a little more dusty. But it's not totally, no bad notes or nothing. And so I just praise God for watching over our car. And I found a, pl- a place that I could park it just temporarily, like for about 10 days. <laughs> so, like seven, I guess. So, yeah, God, God is good. These stories help to encourage us. Cliff, I see your hand up.
6: Yeah, just, I just want to mention that uh, I have a prayer journal that, uh, that I keep and uh, pray i have so many of you in my prayer journal and it's a privilege to just be able to pray for you as my brother or sister mm-hmm. and uh, i just uh, i i want to thank you for the prayers that have been offered in behalf of my dear wife who's been struggling with nausea for three or four weeks and mm. And the Lord has really blessed just the last few days in her Amen. Uh, getting over that. And uh, I want to thank you for the prayers that you have offered in her behalf. Thank you. So <clears throat> grateful she's with me this morning. Amen. And uh, she's eating now very normally, and uh, we're, we're grateful for <clears throat> God's blessing.
0: Amen. <clears throat> Cliff, we're grateful for you and all you've done, and your prison ministry, and these. Cards here that you've helped pioneer. I'm not sure how long we'll have these, but pull out these cards and write a big thank you. Uh, and we just appreciate all you've done, Cliff. See hand in the back there, John.
2: You know, I just want to um, praise God for Him putting Nadine in my life. Amen. Um, had it not been for her, I know I'd probably be dead by now. But um, you know, I look at Evan. I look at little Everly this morning. I look at little Matthew. You know, how they just, everything in their life is just new to them and just amazing. And I just wish I could recapture that at my age, where everything is just new and amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never thought the day would ever come where I would have five grandkids and a Mm great-grandson. And that
0: just wasn't in my book, Mm -hmm. but it was in
2: God's book, and I just praise Him.
0: Amen. Yeah. We're thankful for Nadine, too. Got to keep you in line. <clears throat> yes, Carrie.
9: Um, I just want to thank you all for your visits and prayers for Janet and Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, we have amazing care for Janet. Tammy stays with her every night, and um, Alan is taking care of her during the day. And Stan is now at a transitional facility. Uh, Keep him in your prayers, the stroke really affected his swallowing, and um, he's not able to eat very much, so he's not getting enough uh, liquids and nutrition in his body, so he wants to talk to the doctor about a nasogastric tube, or I don't know if he's going to possibly need some IV so that his electrolytes don't get off. Hmm. But he's doing amazing, it's been a blessing. I just praise the Lord that he's put so much love in my heart for Lauren's parents, and I love ministering to him. I had a chance to feed him last night and pray with him and sing to him and read his lesson to him, but keep him in your prayers. It's a hard road. He's gone from one just a week ago to being pretty much normal, walking around to, um, Happened to relearn to walk. He can't use his, It affected his right side. Mm-hmm. So both his right arm and right leg. But I think he's in amazing good spirits. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate all you church family for uh, your support and love to them. Mm-hmm. It means a lot.
0: I know some have brought food over for them too. And so thank you for all those that bring food to them and help them out. A lot of people do things behind the scenes that we don't see or recognize, but thank you so much, everyone, for all they're doing for our church family and as, for especially those that are really in a lot of need right now. Anybody else? Yes, Sally.
12: After that last uh, story, I kind of feel embarrassed to tell this one. I shared this with the Sabbath class, but I Stop me if I already told this. I don't think I have. Think of what are the chances of this. Um, I'm, I have a volunteer job at a thrift shop in San Luis Obispo, uh, hospice partners, thrift shop. We raise funds for uh, people who are dying for hospice. And most of the people that are volunteers are about my age, and I discovered that just about this age, everybody starts wearing orthopedic shoes. Their feet spread, and they have to get a large, size, larger size shoe. And that happened to me, and I, it was cold. Winter was coming, and the summer before, I was just like, overnight, my feet spread out. I couldn't get into any of my winter boots. So I went to Tackins and found some boots that felt really comfortable, and I ordered them, but they didn't have them in the right color. So they said, well, we'll order them in... Uh, and we'll call you in a few days. So I said, thank you, and a few days later they called me up, and they said, your shoes, have, your boots have come in. And I said, oh, great, I'm working today. I'll just pick them up around 3 o'clock. So um, that was at my house. They called, and I went off to work that morning. My job there is strictly shoes. No one else will do it. They don't, I guess they don't want to touch shoes. <laughs> and I've been doing this for six years. And so... I walked in the back door and there's this huge bin of shoes and they piled up about a foot higher than the top of the bin. And, I'm, and on the very top of that pile of shoes were the very exact boots that I had ordered in the exact color and in the exact size. Wow. And I just, I didn't even think of thanking God because I didn't pray for those boots. But I think that he just does things like this every once in a while to show that he loves us. It was kind of an an odd story, but.
0: That's a a little present from the Lord. It's not something that we can plan on. It's just God just gives you a gift. That's really neat. Anybody else? Kathy. It
3: won't take long, I know. It won't take long. Um, just a quick surprise, like um, Sally's surprise. I hadn't seen my daughter Jessica for, um, I don't know, weeks. And I, my heart was really longing to see her. And um, I flew into the bank, you know, in the Tascadero, and I just was in line and doing what I needed to do. And when I turned around, in line behind me was Jessica. And that has never happened in my entire life. That's something you know, that I just run into to her like that, and and I was able just to give her a hug, and she was able to hug me for I don't know a couple of minutes. It was just so wonderful. God loves the surprises, doesn't he?
0: Amen. <laughs> I just have to share that. <clears throat> Thank you. I have two hands in the back. I have Steve and yeah. Me? Yes, please.
13: I uh, yeah, just <coughs> excuse my voice, everybody. It's about three octaves <laughs> lower than it should be right now. I just wanted to share what I uh, on the day of Thanksgiving. I think most of you know my my family has been through a, a pretty rough patch this last year or two with health concerns with my parents and this and that. Um, so I w- was driving to Fresno on Thanksgiving to have dinner with my family and my dad, um, who's been very ill and uh, I was less than happy because for the first time in my family's history, at least since I've been around, we were not having a big, lavish Thanksgiving meal together at home, but we were going to go to a restaurant, and like most people, I resist change. I didn't like that, but uh, (laughs) for various reasons, we just couldn't do it the traditional way, so we pulled into the restaurant, and um, my mother was with me, and there was a bunch of people there um, milling around in the foyer, and I noticed a a, a a man, you know, dressed in a nice suit, up at the hostess stand, kind of trying to help out and make it, you know, obviously trying to check in with his group. And I just thought, well, what a nice-looking man that is! Um, very distinguished-looking, and I can I, I can only see him from the back, and he as. The the crowd moved around, he turned around, it was my father. (laughs) And I didn't, uh, so there he was, all dressed up and Mm. shepherding a large group of us through these people. And my nephew was there. And uh, as I just sat at one end of the table and looked at, you know, my mother chatting with and hugging my father's present wife and my nephew there, and the fact that my father is there at all, I just marveled at God bringing uh, an unconventional situation into under his arms under his wings and mm-hmm. there's people when when God is in your heart, your heart can flex and stretch and you mm-hmm. can love people that you might not think you're going to love uh, and I was just I just
0: felt so blessed Thank you Kim that's a neat story of how reconciliation and love can happen no matter no matter what Steve, uh, I saw your hand up
14: I just wanted to um, give a little tribute and Expression of gratitude for uh, Stan and Janet Kirk listening Mm -hmm. to Carrie brought back a lot of really a flood of memories Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, When I was a medical student Stan uh, And Janet took me into their home for a month as part of an externship program and I followed Mm -hmm. him all around and uh, Saw what his practice was like and learned so much from him and Mm -hmm. when we moved here uh, Stan was a mentor, he flew, uh, he was part of a flying physicians program and he mm-hmm. flew Brian and myself down to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We did no medical work whatsoever. All we did was run around with the uh, troublemakers in the little community mm-hmm. there and uh, uh, mess around. It was, but we had so much fun and mm-hmm. I always, he, he taught me in his own way with the freedom to learn in the way that we wanted to learn that service uh, was the best way Mm -hmm. to live your life. And um, uh, Janet was always, is always like a second mom Mm -hmm. to me, and she's always loved Victoria and embraced her. Mm -hmm. And stay with Stan's property that this church was built on. It yep. was, it was his guidance along with Dwayne Froning, who many of you remember. Dwayne mm-hmm. Froning was a patriarch uh, of this church, and Dwayne Froning was a, a man who it didn't seem like he was going to be much of a mentor. In fact, once in the lobby, I thought he was had a little of the old Marine come out, and he was going to clock me for he didn't like the way I was doing the highway sign.
11: <laughs> and,
14: uh, but somehow we worked through that and he, he gave me the best gift that he could have given, which was two books. One was Marine and one was with The Old Breed on Peleliu and Okodawa by E.B. Sledge. And I read those books and I realized this was Dwayne Froning. Mm. And this is what he had done and this mm. is the life he had lived. And he was like uh, switched from this guy who I thought was difficult to like my best friend. I just love that guy. And um, that's the sort of memories that come when I think about Stan and Janet now. And and I just am so grateful for them.
0: Yeah, me too. It's like a church family is closer than a brother. It's just really amazing uh, to have that experience over the years. I don't see any more hands. Our so time is about gone. So why don't we uh, uh, close with prayer? <clears throat> I'll invite the visitors to stay by if you can. Have lunch with us. We have a nice fellowship meal that's uh, being prepared. Uh, thank you for sharing these these words of thanksgiving, words of encouragement, prayer requests. It's just a, a really a neat thing to be in a church family that prays together, that praises the Lord together, that. Uh, has thanksgiving together and and to worship the Lord like this is really a, a good experience for all of us. Thank you so much. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we're so thankful for you to give your Son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins on the cross and to take our penalty and to die in our place. So we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you've given us eternal life, eternal health, and to return us to our loved ones who have passed away. We are so grateful for your plan of salvation and the new earth that you have planned for us. So, Lord, by faith we we claim these promises in the word of God. And may we be like Jehoshaphat that takes everything to you in prayer and fasting And before we see the results, we thank you and praise you by faith, knowing that you will provide. And so we thank you, Father, for providing us with family and friends today. For
9: we praise these things in Jesus' name. Amen.